Hey there, I'm Rachel Corbett and welcome to another episode of Small Change, the podcast that's all about the small changes you can make that'll make a big difference to your finances. Holidays, oh, remember them. After the last few years, most of us are pretty out of practice with the rigmarole that comes from booking a getaway. Thankfully, Helen Baker, financial advisor and founder of On Your Own Two Feet, has a revision course in how to save pennies and still have a good time. So we're talking about seven tips for holidays on a budget. And if you go back to maybe three, four years ago, when everybody was on Facebook, was going to Canada or to the States or over to Europe because the dollar was so low and Australia's dollar here was doing very well. So there were photos of families all going off and venturing off and exciting and living the dream, as we say. But then we had our little friend COVID arrive and all the doors shut from international travel. So what we've really been seeing is people have been traveling around Australia for quite a while and exploring here, but now international borders are opening up. People are feeling much more confident about the future. And a lot of us have got itchy feet. We want to go and see snow and lots of things that we don't often get in Australia. So Instead of spending on the things that we have done in the past, which has been getting our house nice, treating ourselves, the online shopping, all of those things that we've been exploring, now it's about let's have a look at how we make sure we can have fantastic holidays again without doing it in a way that breaks the bank. So we're going to go through some brilliant tips so that you can have the trip of a lifetime without losing all your life savings in the process. So now we're going to work through those seven tips. So the first one is planning, the old plan to fail or fail to plan. So here we need to look at where do we want to go and where can we go and start to look at what are the restrictions and entry issues or exit issues that we might have. Do we need to quarantine? Do we need to quarantine over there? Do we need to have tests? What do we need to understand about those places and how likely are their circumstances going to change? Because we don't want to get stuck somewhere we don't want to be stuck. And do you have a backup destination in mind? So yours might be very popular as it is for others. And so you might actually have problems getting there. So let's make sure we plan ahead as our first one. Secondly is booking in advance. So this is going to be interesting going forward Is it going to make sense to book in advance and get some cheaper rates and get some discount as they start to try and fill these bookings? And one of the ways to check on that is to call some of the operators or a travel manager or someone who's really in the know. I think this area is becoming much more specialised now than just trying to do it yourself because there's a lot more risk with the online. So having the support, somebody who's got their finger on the pulse is probably going to be great. And by booking in advance as well, we only have to look at how many people bought a caravan or a motorhome over these periods. So we want to be able to get to the venues that we want to get to. So booking in advance should enable us to get into those places rather than having to pull over on the side of the road, which is not always bad depending on where that side of the road is. If it's overlooking a beach, it's probably not that bad. Number three is about protecting yourself. So we've had some issues now with insurances what is actually going to be covered with these insurances? Is it going to be that only baggage is going to be protected and health is not? So again, talking to somebody like a general general insurance broker 
to make sure we know what we're actually covered for and having a backup plan around if something goes wrong, how do we have that? So do we need money in an emergency fund to get to if something goes wrong? We've got our Medicare card. Which countries are we linked with for Medicare and understanding all of those? Number four is one of my great favourites, which is spending points and not cash and also using travel banks. So we're familiar with frequent fly points. A lot of people collect those from their credit cards and there's an ability to use that to buy flights, rent cars, uh, accommodation. You can use a lot of those. It's not always suitable depending on whether you know, you're know you using an Airbnb rather than a hotel. So it needs to be flexible. But one of the things I've seen a lot is what's called travel bank. So where people couldn't travel and they've been had an amount stored in credit, but it does have a deadline. So with the travel bank, the opportunity is if someone can't use their credited amount within the time because they do lose it, it's not being carried over, can you use that travel bank that they've got and maybe you do a deal so you get a little bit of a discount. It's a win-win because if they lose it, there's absolutely nothing for them and you've got the opportunity or you might just do it out of a nicety of your heart to make sure that everybody comes out in front at the end and gets on that holiday. Number five is claiming some COVID incentives. So you'd be familiar with, I think, the incentives that governments have put out to try and attract you into their states or to help pump up the tourism industry where they've been really flat. So have a check out of those government sites and see what incentives are still available. Can you get some discounts? Do you get some special extras when you go to somewhere to make it even more fun? Number six is about taking what you need. So when we go away, try and get as many things as we can in those bags, but we often forget things. And they're usually the things that you maybe only really use a little bit of and it's either thrown away because it doesn't fit. So having a good look at what you're going to need, is it toiletries, sunscreen, insect repellent, sporting gear, all of those things. Can you buy them cheaper over here or within your state or city before you go? And can you squeeze them in your luggage would be great. (laughs) Number seven, if you're taking your kids with you, How about you get them to earn their spending money before they go? So that might be that you get them to do some jobs around the house and you might rate those based on degree of difficulty as to what their earnings could be. And then over those months, they're accumulating some money and you're getting some jobs done around the house, which is really good too. So seven tips there from planning ahead to booking in advance, using appropriate agencies to help you find and maximise those discounts and opportunities, protecting yourself, checking your insurance, using points or travel banks, using any kind of government incentives that are out there, taking everything that you need with you where you can and having your kids take their spending money and make those choices when they're out there having fun so you don't feel like you have to pay for everything. Yes, you make those kids work for their holidays. You want that ice cream that you see in the hotel lobby, little Jimmy? Well, here is the vacuum. Get to work. Now, if you've got a holiday hack that saved you a lot of money, maybe it involves giving a vacuum to your children, then we'd love to hear about it. So email us at smallchange at novapodcast.com.au and I will see you on the next episode. 